The Kaplan Community Podcast is a place to catch up with Kaplan Business School alumni. We talk about life after graduation, what we're doing now, careers, opportunities, and future plans. This podcast is exciting because it features alumni who have made amazing transitions. I'm Kieran Howard, the Alumni and Industry Partnerships Manager at KBS. And my name is Dr. Richard Stager, the MBA Course Director at KBS. My name is Ulysses Farias. Uh, nickname is Yuli. I'm a KBS alumni, graduated in 2021. Uh, I'm from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. In my country, I was a consulting manager at Accenture. And here in Australia, I started a new career as a senior consultant at Deloitte. Welcome, Ulysses. I'm interested to know about your previous experience. Well, I want to go into your uh, your position at Deloitte, but you said you were at Accenture Brazil. How did that experience inform the way you are at Deloitte? Did it did it help you, or uh, was it difficult to transition? My experience in 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 Brazil, my experience at the law at Accenture Brazil helped me a lot to get the the job here in Deloitte. As soon as I finished the graduate, the, the master, I started to apply just for consulting companies like Accenture Australia, Deloitte, PwC, KPMG, EY, Ernst Young. And I got, I got a lot of interviews with those companies uh, because of my previous experience at, at Accenture. I was working in a consulting industry for more than eight years and it, it, it's amazing when the companies recognize that you have that experience. And even if you are not, for example, Australian, you have the knowledge, you have the, the experience, you, you know what you were talking about when you, when you go to a client and you start to talk about the, for example, mining processes, it, they recognize it. So it did something that it was. It was complicated for me at the beginning because some people told me, oh, you, you are in Australia now. Look for a small company. Look for a company that you can, that you can start your career because uh, you, you don't have uh, the great English. You, you are not fluent. So just start from the beginning, you know. And at the beginning, I started to send my resume to those kind of companies, like small companies. And it was complicated to talk with them. It was complicated to talk about my experience because I didn't know what I was talking about. Uh, I didn't know about the area. I didn't know about the department. And it was pretty hard. And then I just decided, no, my whole life I was working in a huge company, in a multinational company. So I, I need to focus big companies. I need to focus consulting companies because I know I know how to talk about these kind of things. I know how to talk about uh, Australia is huge in mining. I know how to talk about mining. I know how to talk about energy, about oil and gas, about supply chain process procurement. So, and then I, I, I changed, I completely changed my resume and I started to apply just for, for the, the big companies, the big consulting companies. And I got a lot of uh, interviews, many interviews and Deloitte. I, I chose the company because the role was more related to, to my main career objective, which is uh, working in a company where I could merge my, my experience in Brazil with supply chain, with logistics, 
with procurement, and the knowledge that I acquired in KBS in Kaplan regarding to digital management, analytics, uh, new technologies, and, and it's amazing. The, the company here, Deloitte, has an aspiration to combine this kind of thing. So the aspiration of the company uh, merged with, with my aspirations as well. So it was perfect for me. What do you think are the pros and cons or the ups and downs of working for a large multinational company? I, 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 can, I, can, answer, I can answer your question talking more about the consulting life than just from a company's perspective. So in a consulting life, I, I don't have routine. So this is the first thing. I don't have a, a routine. I work sometimes at Deloitte's office in front of the opera house, and it's amazing. <laughs> sometimes I work in the client sites, uh, no matter where. Sometimes I work from home or anywhere I want. If I wanna, if I wanna rent a motorhome and go to Gold Coast to work there, I, I can do it. If I wanna, if I wanna travel to Perth and work in the lights uh, offs in Perth, I can do it. And it's a thing that I love about the consulting life. Another thing is about the, the range, the wide range of projects that I can work on. For instance, I, I was working in a logistic company, in a logistic project to improve the methods and models a mining company can use to produce and distribute, distribute the commodity based on the demand planning and forecast. And, and months later, I'm gonna, for sure, I'm gonna work uh, on a project where my responsibility can be oversee uh, procurement system implementation and perform some change, uh, some kind of change management activity, such as uh, prepare and run uh, training sessions to engage people. So completely different kind of project. One is completely technical uh, related to the process and the other one is uh, system implementation, but the activity is to train and encourage and engage people to use the system, for example. So this is something I, I really like in the in the consulting consulting industry. And you don't need to stay. I mean, people usually stay in a company for years doing the same things. In, in consulting, in the consulting life, no, you, it's, it's like one, two months in one client and then one, two, three months in another client. You're always changing. You're always learning a lot of things. You never stop. I'm here at the lights like two months and, and I had to study a lot. I already got two, uh, certifications. One in, in Coupa platform. It's a procurement platform and another one in SAP. So, both uh, very highly uh, wanted certification in the market, and and I, I got it for free. If if someone wants to to do a course, I I have no idea, but probably will pay one thousand dollars, and I got those certifications for free, and I, I I enhanced my skills, my knowledge, and I can help much more the the, the company right now to to work on projects like implementation of those kind of systems, for example. So it sounds like you need to do a lot to continue to educate yourself and do research to be able to adapt to these, well, they're very different projects that you take on. That's fantastic. 
what other sort of things do you do to pre prepare yourself to take on a new project? Well, to, to prepare myself, I need to study a lot. The studying doesn't stop. If you want to join the consulting life, uh, be aware that you, you, you can stop learning. Okay. And for example, here, uh, as I was talking with you, tomorrow I'm going to start a project related to trade promotion management. And I need to study about it. I know, I know the methodology. I know the, the, the activities, but I don't know that much about the theme. So I need to stop. <laughs> this is the, 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 the consulting life after finish the, 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 the podcast. I'm going to study about it and I don't know what time I'm going to, I'm going to finish it. And, and, and this is important. If, if someone wants to join the consulting life, be aware that you need to study a lot about everything. If you are in a client, uh, and the client, for example, come and ask for, for, for the person, oh, what, what do you think about it? What do you think about this? this this subject here you you need to know what to say you you need to have a, at least an idea about that thing you you can't say oh, oh I, I i don't know about it you need to know much more than than the client and sometimes the clients are uh, the clients are doing that activity the clients are are working with that subject for more than five ten years and this is our challenge here to have have proofs that we can we can help them to do better can i ask you it must be really intimidating to go into a company as a consultant representing deloitte and you're working with clients who have been in that industry that company for a decade or more and that you have to be up to speed and know as much as they do how much research versus information scanning do you have to do to prepare yourself uh, you you have to we have to research a lot Another good thing to work in a, in a good, in a, in a big company, it's because we have a lot of assets here. So, for example, if tomorrow someone asking me to do a presentation for a strategic sourcing presentation, for example, I can look here, I can do a web, web research on our on our internet and I can get a lot of presentations from people in many many parts of the world in, in Argentina, in Brazil, in China, in the US that they already did this kind of presentation and I can learn with material that we already have inside the company. So we have a great asset here. So it doesn't matter the theme, it doesn't matter the subject. Uh, I can I can just look online and see where is it. Who can, who can give me more information, more material about a specific subject? And this is, this is incredible. You, you, you already working in a consulting company. You know what, what I'm talking about. You are in touch with people from any part of the world. So today I was sending an email for a, a lady in France that she was doing the same, the same project that I'm going to start tomorrow. So I asked her some information, some material. Oh, could you please help me with this offering here? Because I'm going to start this project. And I saw that you have a lot of, lot of experience on that. And it's nice. It's, it's, it's very political as well. Consulting is a lot about creating an opportunity that you don't even know exists yet. So specifically in my experience, 
I was working in mining and in oil exploration, and that basically came from my childhood and where I around where I grew up. And then I had one project where I was working in Puerto Rico with the distribution of rice to regional uh, schools. And the problem was that the rice got rancid before children could eat it. So I got involved in the supply chain of perishable items. And the next thing I know, I came to Australia and I'm working with rice growers in Western New South Wales, looking at perishable rice and before we could get it onto the store shelf. When you mentioned that it is political in the, in the sense that you mentioned, how do you manage those politics in Deloitte? Yeah, when I, when I say political is in the way that you need to treat, you need to deal with person. Okay, so people in, in the consulting life are always a bit scary to share information because some information are pretty confidential. So you need to know how to ask. You need to know how to talk with people. You need to know how to dress up, for example. These kind of things are very important. So if you're working in a consulting company, for example, you can talk with people in a rude way, for example. We have, we have access to managing directors, partners. There's a, a, a partner here in the, in the, in the internal room beside me. So I can go there and talk with, with him and ask for something and ask for help in, in a project, for example. But if I don't know how to do it, he won't help me. So this is the kind of thing that you, you need to, pe people need to pay attention. We have a dress code, for example, you can just come any way you want. And even if, if you are in a, in a client site, imagine you are not in, in, you are not at home. You are in a client site. You are the, the image of your company. So you need to know how to talk with the stakeholders from the, from the client. Uh, you need to talk with the client. You need, you need to understand how to prospect, uh, opportunities, how to sell as well. Because even if as a consultant, I can, I can sell, I can, I can sell a project. Everybody who is in the pro, in the, in the client side can prospect opportunities. But if you don't know how to place yourself in that environment, how can they talk? with you about their problems. How can they talk with you about the, the issues that they want to, uh, that they want a company to solve? So this is very important when, when you are, when I talked about uh, the political thing is more, uh, regarding to, to this, this kind of behaviors. And I do think that's important that we realize that this is positive politics, not negative politics. This is about yes. projecting the best image of the company forward. It's about being in your, on your best and most prepared for the client. So it, that is consulting in a nutshell. You have to be prepared. You have to be sharp and you have to be willing to work hard. But the rewards are really quite, quite good in, yeah, uh, in my it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. It's very good. Ulysses, you sound like you have very wide ranging abilities and, you know, always adapting, but communication, stakeholder management are central skills. Richard's story about getting opportunities related to supply chains for a similar product, it makes me think as a professional grows, they can become much more specialized or more of an all-rounder, more of a generalist. And so I wonder, and there's always a debate about which we need at our company, 
I wonder which you would aspire to as a professional, whether you could be very specialized or a remarkable generalist. Yeah, this, this is a very good question. This is something that I always thinking about, Kieran, always. Because, for example, in Brazil, I was very specialized in, in resources industry, mining and, and, and energy. But I was doing any kind of projects. I was doing system implementation. I was doing uh, change management projects, business improvements, blueprints, and everything. In Australia, this is the first difference that I recognize between both, not both companies, but both countries. So here in Australia, people are much more specialized in one thing. So if you are working with, for example, strategic sourcing, we'll be working with strategic sourcing in many companies, in many industries. My perception, my, my, my goal is to work with supply chain and procurement, mainly supply chain, any industry. So I don't want to work with like projects like, uh, for example, uh, HR or finance projects. I want to work with supply chain. This is my, my, my objective. I think that's great that you have that sort of career progression already in mind, that you know the projects that you want to work on that can be very important because sometimes when we watch our careers go by and five years has gone by and you've taken on a certain number of projects, you can find yourself having been, well, pinholed. People find themselves pinholed into a certain type of profession. I think that's great that you've got those plans. Do you have any other plans, things that you're working on developing in yourself or, or aspirations at, at Deloitte? Yes, yes. I I wanna I wanna stay at Deloitte in a long term, but my main goal in in, in since when I before I, I came to Australia, uh, I wanted to be like a multinational professional, multinational consultant. I want to be able to work here in Australia. Uh, less next year, if I wanna go to I don't know Singapore, for example, I, I want to be able to work in different countries, different regions. Uh, this is my main objective, my life, the, the way I want my life with no boundaries, with the possibility and the credentials to work anywhere I want. Come to Australia, improve my English, start in, uh, study at KBS, which is a huge institution, a very good institution. And it started a job at Deloitte. For me, it's, it's amazing. It, it, it gave me a lot of credentials to go to Europe, for example, if I want and start to work in English, in England, for example. What would be your favorite country to go to and why? I, I really don't know where I would like to go, but for at least five years, I want to, I want to stay here in Australia. The reason I ask, I'll tell you a funny story. I was flying in between New York City, Chicago, and Puerto Rico. And the next thing I know, I got a, an opportunity and I had applied to go actually to go to work in Brazil. So I wanted to work in some of the sugarcane <laughs> industry in Brazil. And instead, my boss took me aside and he said, we have a wonderful opportunity for you in Australia. I thought, I don't know what's in Australia. I don't know why we want to come here. So I made me fly to New York City. I got my visa. The next thing I know, I'm here in Australia. And I've actually never left. So 
the opportunities that will take you in multinational consulting, where basically wherever you want to go. What additional skills do you need uh, outside of what you've learned already that will prepare you for working in other multinational teams? For example, you say you want to go to Singapore. Is there something that you have to prepare to go to Singapore with? I went to Singapore before the COVID start, and it, it's amazing. It was it was an incredible experience. Uh, the city is beautiful, and I really like it. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not planning to go there. <laughs> but I think we, we all, we all need to improve a lot. It doesn't matter if I'm working with consulting, if I'm working on the retail, if I'm working in a, I don't know, in a utility company uh, or as a lawyer, everybody needs to, to improve and everybody needs to enhance their skills. So now, by now, I'm just focused in, 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 in improve my network here at Deloitte, uh, meet people, talk with people, improve my, my, my English, for example, because the English in a, in a, in a consulting company is pretty, is pretty different. In a, in a business environment is pretty different. So when I was at KBS, I have the opportunity to, to study, to work with a lot of students and we all need to, this is the, the main challenge here. Uh, when I was talking, when I was doing my interviews, uh, my last interview with the, the big boss, the, 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 the highest partner here at Deloitte, he asked him, oh, what would be your challenges here at Deloitte? And, and, and I told him, I, I think, uh, I, 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 after I, I talked to him, I answered the, the question. I was a bit scared, uh, because I, I told him, oh, I've been working for eight years in, in the consulting. Uh, I've been, I had been working in Brazil, in Peru, uh, in US, in Mexico. So the, 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 the consulting life is not challenging for me. But the, the, to improve my English in a way that I can talk with the client, that I can explore the, the, the whole possibilities to sell a project, for example, it, it's a challenge. I need to improve it a lot. And, and after this, I was, I, I think, oh my God, he, he would probably think that I'm a bit arrogant to, to answer, uh, in this way. But it was the first thing that came to my mind. And yeah, it's, 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 it's I'm here. <laughs> I think you like it. <laughs> yeah, but nah. We, as I, I just told, as I told you, uh, we all need to. The, 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 we all need to improve our skill. We, we can't stop. Uh, we can't stop learning. Uh, and and one one thing that is very important for me is uh, to teach other 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 people to talk about your experiences. The, the job you, you, you are doing at Kaplan to motivate the students, to, to teach them about the, 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 the market, about the industries here in Australia. It's amazing. And, and something that I really want to do. Uh, I already have a little bit of experience and I really like to talk with people and help them to achieve their own objectives. So when you, when you started to get more mature, and experience it about the, the, the situation. I think your objective is to raise uh, other people's knowledge. 
Ulysses, I think that's really well put, and and it's admirable that you that you think that way. Definitely not not arrogant to to focus on communication skills. I think that's that's honesty too. Now you have achieved a lot, and and even with your your experience in in Brazil and and those other countries you mentioned, the talking with with current students when i was a careers advisor and now talking with alumni a lot of people are aspiring to join companies like deloitte big great name great career advancement opportunities and a lot of them are having difficulties with various aspects of of the recruitment process even just getting an interview i know that you also you know, as an international student, you came and you worked in jobs that weren't your field. So I was, I wanted to ask you about that. What was that like when you, when you weren't a consultant, when you came to Australia and, and you uh, worked in other jobs to support yourself? It was very hard. It was very hard. Uh, I think all of the, the international students know about it. For example, in Brazil, I was a manager in, in Accenture and here in Australia. The, the first time I couldn't join a big company because of the visa and every, everybody already faced that. So I worked as a, as a labor. I worked as a truck driver, but I mean, it, 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 it's interesting because my experience in Brazil was mainly regarding to logistics. So what did I think? Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the, 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 the truck driver license. I'm gonna start to work as a truck driver. It, it, it's okay. It's a, it's a good job. I can get a, a good payment. Uh, I can learn a little bit more about the logistics solutions here in Australia. And after some time, I can, I can, maybe I can, I can join a company as a, in a administrative role, in an administrative position. So it was my mindset. Oh, I'm going to start in a company as a truck driver and then I'll, I'll go to the office. And this is what I wanted. And I think my, my, my advice for all the, the students is try to work with something that you like, but also something that can, that Something that can teach you about, about your, about the industry here in Australia, something that can improve your skills, uh, something that you can focus later to, I don't know, maybe in, in, in getting a career, in a better career. When we, when we all first arrived here, we, we, we didn't know much about the, the, the market. So we had to do any kind of thing, any, any, any kind of job. But at some point, don't, don't, I mean, it's uh, sometimes it's a bit hard to say this, but don't work as a, as a, for example, as a waiter. So don't, don't work with something that you don't like, something that uh, you wake up thinking, oh, I need to go to that job again. Work with something that you are, that you have patience for. And this is my advice. Uh, I work, I was working as a truck driver because well, it's a kind of logistics, but I'm in the operate, operational side of the field. I'm going to learn about it. And this is good. This is good. It was hard, but I think I got much more re resilient in my life. Yeah. It's, uh, I think I'm much more prepared for life than I was 
when I when I first arrived here in Australia. Really, I think that's wonderful advice. If I could put it in, in just in different words, there's a difference between supporting yourself by being, for example, a truck driver versus keeping your mind on where you have your own potential and using your experience, yes. no matter where you got that in another country or another industry, to your best advantage. And so you did that. You came from Brazil with already good experience. You didn't actually take a step backwards. You just supported yourself until you could take another step forward with, with Deloitte. Now, Ulysses, before we're done, I'd love to hear about your work-life balance and especially your hobbies, because we've talked before about what you do. You've, you've said that you think to be a successful individual, it's important to take care of your mind and body, and you have a pretty cool way of doing that. So what do you do in your free time, Ulysses? What do you like to do to keep yourself agile and fit? That was a good talk. So yeah, I, I love nature. Uh, I'm from Rio de Janeiro, so I, I was always in contact with, with nature, with ocean. So uh, actually, no matter if it's an ocean or mountain, I, I, I want to, to be in contact with the nature. And here in Sydney is a perfect place for that. My, my hobby here is spare fishing. <laughs> As we were talking, I didn't know how to do it in, in, in Brazil. I learned it here with a South Korean friend who was also my, my boss when I was a truck driver. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good. I, we spent like two, three hours, uh, in the water fishing with the arpon. Uh, some people think that it's a bit dangerous. That's a bit unfair with the fish, but uh, it's a kind of sport. Most of the time, it's very tranquil, it's very calm, but we already had some encounters with sharks, like big sharks, oh my God, it, it, it was scary, it was scary. We had to stop everything and just grab the iPhone and the knife and look for the shark, uh, trying to analyze the movement because it's, we were in the environment but it's it's amazing it's amazing i love to 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 scuba dive as well but of course i don't use the airport when i'm scuba diving and here in australia the perfect place to do it it's in Cairns. Uh, i spent like one one week in a in a ferry uh, in the in the great barrier reef doing a lot of dives a day doing like day dives night dives with a lot of sharks and it's it's incredible my plan now is to go to to a place close to adelaide and do the the shark cage diving with the, the great sharks and if you guys want to come with me you're totally welcome <laughs> this Eli, diving with the sharks is one of my bucket lists and I'm sitting here as I'm interviewing you with a bit of a sunburn because on Sunday, yesterday, I went scuba diving. So just a little short dive around in Sydney Harbour. Nice. Still, you'd be amazed at how beautiful Sydney Harbour is. You think of being in an urban area with airplanes flying over, but there's octopus, there's a groper, yeah. there's all kinds of nature, even in, in an urban area. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. A, yeah, I can't imagine. Did you see any I, shark there? I, I've only saw one shark from a distance when I was up in on the barrier reef, not around here. And I was going to ask that question. How do you avoid panicking when you saw that shark? 
you don't avoid <laughs> you just panic <laughs> you just panic you just you just grab whatever you have and and be aware of the the the, the movement of the shark my feeling when i've been in situations at work where i'm under stress or i'm feeling anxious or whether i'm in the water and i'm i'm caught in something and i start to panic whatever situation i'm in I overcome it by just simply concentrating. So when you say yes. you focus, I think there's a there's a personality that you can you can concentrate, you can focus, you can rethink things, and you do it rather rapidly so that you don't panic. Yes. So I think that's good advice. Just simply focus. Yes. Yeah, that's that's really good, Richard. It's really good. Uh, life in Australia is is not easy. Uh, I think we are facing a very very problematic, very challenging situation with the the COVID as well. So it's a time to stop and rethink about our habits and how can we improve our life. So yeah, the 2018 was a crazy year. 2019 was one of the most uh, one of the hardest years in my life. Uh, 2020, even with the COVID situation, I had to stop and I had to start to rethink how can I reinvent myself and how can I, how could I improve? And 2021 has been amazing for me. Amazing. Ulysses, that's so great to hear. It's, you know, it's always a pleasure when we get to speak. And I feel like I've learned a lot from this. You're really a great guest. Thank you very much, Kieran. Thank you very much for the, the opportunity. I was I was very nervous with the the the, the podcast because no. <laughs> it's it's a it's a great opportunity, but it's a, a huge responsibility as well. But I really, really like it. Really, really like it. And I hope to have other opportunities like that with with you all. The Kaplan Community Podcast presents an opportunity to think about things differently by listening to a diversity of opinions from our Kaplan Business School alumni, Karen Howard and me, Dr. Richard Stager. The podcast is published every Wednesday night. Search for the Kaplan Community Podcast on your favorite podcast player, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We invite you to find out more about our guest speakers from our LinkedIn group, Search for the Kaplan Business School Alumni Community. Please rate each episode to help us reach more listeners.